All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees lose Game 2 of the ALDS 4-2 on Friday afternoon at the stadium. A game that was supposed to be played the night before got moved to Friday due to rain, and I talked about it after Game 1, the threat of rain moving the game, and how it made me remember and feel and bring back all those awful memories of the 2006 ALDS when Game 2 was moved from a night game to an afternoon game, uh, changed that entire series changed the complexion of that entire series. The Yankees blew a two-run lead in that game, would go to Detroit with the series tied 1-1, to and never play another game at the stadium again that season. Similar thing here. Game gets moved. Yankees have a two-run lead at home. They blow that lead. Series now goes to Cleveland, tied 1-1, to and I don't know that the Yankees will play another game at Yankee Stadium this season. That's how bad of a loss that loss was on Friday. A game... The Yankees led in a game they led early in with the two-run home run, the gift by Stanton, both by the umpire not giving him the walk and both by the short porch in right field allowing that home run to happen. And after that, it was quiet from the Yankees' offense, something that we've seen with this core and with the Yankees as an organization now going on 13 years of the annual postseason disappearing act from the offense. As much a part of October as pumpkin spices. It's an annual tradition to see this offense disappear. And no one is more at fault here than Aaron Judge. And I wrote about it on Keep to the City earlier in the week. I talked about it on the podcast in Game 1. I give everyone a clean slate for the postseason. Good and bad. Aaron Boone gets a clean slate. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa gets a clean slate. But so does Aaron Judge. What he did in the regular season to this point is meaningless. Yes, it helped them get to the postseason, but now you're in the postseason and you need to perform. I don't care about the generational wealth he's about to give for his family. I don't care that he has the home run record. I don't care. Those are personal accomplishments. I care about the Yankees winning championships. That's why I'm a fan of the team, to win the World Series. Not to watch other people have individual accomplishments. And Judge has been atrocious in this series for through two games. He's been the Yankees' worst hitter. And it's not even close. Struck out three times in the first game. Struck out four times on Friday. Has put one ball in play in his eight at-bats. A ground out. And his numbers now in three postseason series against Cleveland are just atrocious. Two for uh, 37 with 27 strikeouts? How is that even possible? He's been awful. He's swinging at pitches not close to the zone, fouling back pitches that are middle-middle, swinging at pitches low and away. The guy we saw for the majority of this season and one of the best offensive seasons in the history of baseball has disappeared. And that's not uncommon for Judge in the postseason. We've seen that many times from him. And the slump that kind of took away his final two weeks of the season in the home run chase has now carried over into October. And the lineup that was bad in August and it was bad in September is now bad again in October, which should surprise no one. I don't know why people think there's just a flip that should get switched. Like, because the offense, because the regular season ended and the postseason started, do you think that magically makes this lineup, these nine names, any better at hitting baseballs? No, it actually makes them worse because now they're only seeing elite starting pitching. They're only seeing all-star caliber relievers. There's no more number four and five starters coming out to get bombed off of by the Yankees. There's no middle relievers who are fringe major leaguers. There's no more 
25th and 26th man guys on the roster coming in to try to get outs in the middle innings against the Yankees. Those guys are gone. They're gone. That's why you see Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe do what they do, and Karen Shack. And you'll see Tristan McKenzie coming up here in Game 3 on Saturday night. That's what you're going to get. It's why you saw Cal Quantrill, the weakest of the three top three starters on the Indians, who's still pretty friggin' good. That's why you saw him in game one. It's why the Yankees aren't pitching Jamison Tyon in the postseason. It's why they went out and traded from Frankie Montas before he sucked. It's why people are giving up the farm for Luis Castillo. Because in postseason, you only use the best pitchers. And this lineup now seeing the best possible pitching isn't doing anything, and it's not a surprise. There's 10 innings on Friday. 30 outs the Yankees had to work with. 15 of them were strikeouts. And the shadows that played a role in that afternoon game 16 years ago in Game 2 of the ALDS when Joel Zamaya came in and was blowing everyone away with 103 in the shadows. Same kind of thing on Friday. Yankees couldn't hit Bieber after the first. His mix of off-speed pitches because the only his fastball is only 91-92. And then when they did go to the hard throwers for the final innings with their relievers, they couldn't touch him. Couldn't even put balls in play. The only balls they could put in play was every once in a while, Kiner Falefa would hit a weak blooper. The Yankees had Bieber on the ropes early. They got the two-run home run in the first. Early innings, they have second and third with one out for Stanton and Donaldson. Can't get the job done. They left guys on base against Karinczak. They had their moments. And they couldn't get it done. And that's the common theme in the postseason with this Yankees core. They just can't get it done. Last year in the one-game playoff, Cole ruined the game before they even had a chance to get going offensively. But still, they scored two runs. 2020, they were eliminated by the Rays in that final game. They scored one run. 2019 ALCS, maybe the worst collection of hitting I've ever seen in the postseason. Outside of the 2012 ALCS, when that core, you know, with... Cano and Granderson and A-Rod to share and Swisher. No one could make contact there either. But for these Yankees, the 2019 LCS was, 2019 LCS was bad. Against the Red Sox in 2018, they went up to Fenway, took care of business, took one game there, come home, got routed 16-1. to Next night can only score a couple runs. And in 2017, before Boone was here, same core. Couldn't score in Houston and went home. And now they can't score here against the Guardians team that is vastly inferior. The, the Guardians have one guy in their lineup you should fear. Yes, their starting pitching is good. Their bullpen's great. Their lineup is abysmal. They're the Rays of the AL Central, and the Yankees are struggling with them the way they struggle with the Rays. And you look at that series the Guardians played against the Rays, it was, it was like a mirror image playing itself. That's why it took... A 2-1 to one win in Game 1. That's why it took 15 innings until one run was scored in Game 2 of that th best of three. That's the Guardians' brand of baseball. They're not going to go out and score five, six, seven runs. They're not going to go out and hit the three-run home run. They're going to fight to get every guy on base they possibly can. They're going to steal bases and run all over you like they have against the Yankees. They're going to take the extra base. They're going to hope for defensive mistakes by putting the ball in play. And that's their best trait as an offense is to put the ball in play. They only struck out eight times in the 10 innings on Friday. Despite having a roster full of, you know, non-household names, a, a collection of really young players, and one of the lowest payrolls in baseball. 
They struck out eight times in a game. Aaron Judge struck out seven times in two games. And nothing about that game was good. The offense was bad. Nestor Cortez wasn't good. One of the few days all season he was off happened to come. Of course it came in the playoffs. Put nine base runners on in five innings. Guys on base left and right. Needed some, you know, fluky luck with the double play to Rizzo in the first. Needed the ball hit right back to him that he made that crazy great play on at the mound. Otherwise, his line will look a lot worse than it looks. And as it is, it's not really good. Five innings, two runs, nine base runners. He limited the damage, but it, it wasn't good enough. And then there's Aaron Boone, who... Sometimes I think I've seen it all from Boone. I think he can't get any dumber. He can't get any worse. And he does. He does. I shouldn't be surprised at the things he does anymore. Not after this many years watching him be the manager of the Yankees. But I'm still surprised. The quick hooks he had with the relievers yesterday. When you have a collection of bullpen arms so depleted, so untrustworthy, that you only have a few guys you could go to and feel like they'll get the job done, and you're pulling them after 15, 16 pitches, that can't happen. I don't care that the series then was set up for four games in four days. Wrap it up early, and you won't have to worry about playing four games in four days. Worry about the game at hand. Worry about the present. Not, don't worry about tomorrow. If you worry about tomorrow in the playoffs, you will not get a tomorrow in the playoffs. And that's what Boone did. Because he was quick to pull Trevino, he was quick to pull Loisaga, he was quick to pull Peralta, he was quick to pull Holmes, and he couldn't have run any faster to try to get Jamison Tyone into this series. Who's made 143 appearances in his career, none of them in relief. None. In his entire professional career, he made one relief appearance in the low minors. He has never made one as a major leaguer. And Boone was trying to get him in the game one. If someone else got on base against home, he was going to Tyone, he said. And then come the 10th inning in a tie game at home in game two, he went to Tyone, who's never pitched in relief. And yes, he was the he had some bad luck, a few bloops, the error by Donaldson, which was just unbelievably moronic. But it's still not the right decision. Because then he went to Clark Schmidt. Once there was a 4-2 Guardians lead, and Tyone hadn't recorded it out, then he goes to Clark Schmidt. Keeps treating Clark Schmidt like shit rather than the top pitching prospect in the organization, which is how he came into this season. And he had a great season for the Yankees, even as they dicked him around and sent him down to the minors because they wanted to protect Albert Abreu and other weaker arms. He's done great as a starter. He's done great as a reliever, middle relief, long relief, closing out games. He should have been in the game in the 10th inning. Or Holmes should have stayed in the game after just getting two outs in the ninth. Going to Tyone there was so irresponsible and so just ill-advised, it pains me to have watched it happen. And that wasn't even close to the worst thing Boone did on Friday. It started when he filled out the lineup card and he didn't have Matt Carpenter in there once again. The Yankees' second-best hitter this season not starting game one, didn't even get an at-bat. Come game two, not starting again. And you have guys like Marwin Gonzalez on the postseason roster, Aaron Hicks on the postseason roster. Marwin Gonzalez, 7 for 14 in his career against Shane Bieber with a walk, two doubles, and a home run. If he's not going to play in that kind of matchup, 
probably one of the only pitchers he has that kind of numbers against in all of baseball. Why is he on the postseason roster? What's he there for? Because you left off the best possible shortstop right now in Oswald Peraza to keep Gonzalez. That's what Boone said. He said he was at the stadium late on Monday night deciding between Gonzalez and Peraza as if he hadn't already decided that weeks ago when he kept sitting Peraza when all the kid would do is hit and hit and hit and get on base and play exceptional shortstop defense. It was never a question of Gonzalez or Peraza. It was That was set in stone weeks ago. And now Gonzalez is here and he doesn't play. And then he pulls Stanton for the pinch runner in the eighth for Tim LaCastro, who steals the base. Great, you knew the Yankees weren't scoring there. And you knew that Stanton's spot would come up again. You knew it. This type of move, Boone, makes backfires every single time. And then in the 10th, when they trailed by two, whose spot came up as the leadoff hitter in the bottom of the inning? Stanton's spot. And who's taking the at-bat? Tim LaCastro against Emmanuel Classe. The arguably the best reliever in all of Major League Baseball, and Tim LaCastro's up there getting a postseason plate appearance. He's on the roster for one thing, to run. That's it. He should never be in the batter's box in the postseason. Unless it's 35 to nothing, then he can get an at-bat. Gonzalez is on the bench. Aaron Hicks is on the bench. I Gonzalez shouldn't be a Yankee, right? I've said that all along. He should have been released long ago. But if he is on the team, he should have been starting with Bieber on the mound, given his numbers. And Hicks, it, why is Hicks still here if he cannot get an at-bat over Tim LaCastro? And the reasoning Boone gave after the game about how he's reverse splits and this. No, he's not. They're the same numbers. Go look him up. I despise Aaron Hicks. He, his, he, I didn't like him before the extension. I hated the extension. He's done nothing as a Yankee in his career, and he deserved to be up there. You have me fighting to get Marwan Gonzalez and Aaron Hicks playing time. That's how bad Aaron Boone is at his job, or that's how badly he constructed this ALDS roster that we have to even talk about this right now. And earlier in the game, he pinch hit Carpenter in the six, two on, two out. That's fine. That's a good spot for him. He parks one there. It's a three-run bomb. The game's over. The problem, though, is that Carpenter needs to be playing every day. He cannot be getting one plate appearance at most per game. He's the Yankees' second-best hitter. And he's getting at most one plate appearance per game so that we can watch Glaber Torres and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and Oswaldo Cabrera, who's overmatched in the postseason against this type of Major League pitching, and Josh Donaldson, so Carpenter could sit on the bench. So he blows through Carpenter in the sixth. Loses Trevino. Has to play Higashioka the rest of the game. Then he loses Stanton. So in the 10th inning alone, he had Tyone make the first relief appearance of his career. Then he went to Schmidt trailing by two runs. Rather than the, the reverse. He had Stanton spot come up. Couldn't use him. Let LaCastro bat instead of Gonzalez or Hicks. Had Higashioka come up in that inning, if one person got on base... <laughs> He would have faced Class A for a second time. These situations, these scenarios are almost impossible to think could happen in the playoffs. There's only one manager in all of baseball capable of making these things possible, and it's Aaron Boone. That's how bad he is at his job. And people say in the regular season, every year I hear the same thing from his small faction of supporters, that 
he has to manage the way he does in regular season. It's it's a grind. It's a marathon, 162 games. He can't do what he'll do in the postseason, but, but he does. Because when he gets to the postseason, he does the same shit you see in the regular season. The same exact stuff we've seen for five years now, over and over and over again. He has not evolved. He has not learned. He has not grown as a manager. This guy whose entire family lineage is in Major League Baseball, his whole life has been around Major League Baseball, and it's almost as if he is watching baseball for the first time every single game he manages. The games like Game 1, where your starter goes into the 7th, and you can only go to your top relievers, and you have a three-run cushion, those games are far and few between the postseason. Look around the playoffs at the, at the fighting and the grinding that is being done. The Indians, the Guardians had to grind out two wins against the Rays. The, the Dodgers are battling the Padres in one-run games in that series. The Mets and the Padres were in a battle. The Astros are, are coming back against the Mariners' late-game heroics. There's, no, there's very few blowouts. The one blowout there's been was the Phillies-Braves on Friday night, the 9-1 to game. Other than that, these games are a fight. They're a grind, and you need your manager to make a handful of very important decisions every game. And needing Aaron Boone to make one important decision is asking too much. Needing him to make two, three, four, five of them is, is just crazy. It's, it's the equivalent of you writing five random numbers on a piece of paper, one to a hundred, and then me guessing all five in five guesses. That's about the odds of him hitting on every move after every move. And even if he did put the Yankees in the best possible position to succeed in every move he had to make, they still might not work out. But he's not putting the team in the best possible position to succeed with any move. He's so bad at his job, and this team is not close to good enough to overcome how bad he is at his job. Not with Carpenter not playing, not with LeMahieu out, not with Benintendi out, not with the state of the bullpen. Not even close. They cannot out-hit Boone the way they did in April and May and June. When the lineup started to get banged up in the later months, you saw what happened. The team tanked. They nearly blew a 15-and-a-half game lead. Got it down to one game before building up that lead again because the Rays couldn't win a game to save their lives in September. This team is not good enough to outplay their own manager. And he'll do everything he can to screw it up. Because he did in 18 and 19 and 20 and 21, and he's doing it here again in 2022. The game like we saw in Game 1, that was easy, it was relaxing, it was enjoyable. That's, that's a game you're not going to see often. Maybe not again in the playoffs. And I don't know how long this Yankees playoff run will go now. Because you gave away home field advantage. Now you're going to Cleveland, one-to-one. The matchup of Severino and McKenzie, that's a toss-up. The Yankees had a clear edge in Game 1. Game 2, you could say their ace against your possible ace was close. This is another close one. And Severino now hasn't pitched since... That game against the Rangers, which he dominated, which he got pulled from with the no-hitter. That was like two weeks ago. McKenzie just dominated the Rays last week in the wildcard series. He was mic'd up during Friday's game. If you saw that, you know how how carefree he is. That guy, that's a guy you want on your team. And the Yankees have to go face him. 
and his six foot seven lanky frame and his tunnel action on his fastball and his breaking ball had an outstanding season. Pitched extremely well against the Yankees in the regular season. It's not good. It's not a good matchup. And then in game four, okay, you go back to Cole versus Quantrill. Fine, you have the edge there. But if this thing has to go five, the Yankees don't have a starter. You're going to start Tyone? You kidding me? You're going to start Domingo Herman? No. So you're going to do a bullpen game with a bullpen that no one trusts? If this thing isn't over in four games, the Yankees are in big trouble. And they're probably in big trouble anyway now. Because the Astros, they're likely to sweep the Mariners. The Mariners have a kid going, and George Kirby, on Saturday afternoon, the Astros are throwing Lance McCullers, who is amazing. They're, they're probably going to sweep that, and then they're going to be sitting around while the Yankees are burning through everyone. Cole pitching, Cole has to pitch again in the series. The series has to go at least four. So he's pitching again, which means now, even if they win and advance to the ALCS, a task that was going to be a tall order to beat the Astros is that much taller because now Cole's not available till game three against the Astros. So after the Astros will use Verlander or use Val, uh, Framber Valdez or use McCullers or they'll use Javier, <laughs> they have just an abundance of elite pitching to go with their awesome, powerful lineup. And they don't fear the Yankees. They don't fear Yankee Stadium. All they do is beat the shit out of the Yankees in the regular season and the postseason. And I'm sure they can't wait to do it again. And the Yankees here are just screwing up everything with their weak lineup and their crappy bullpen and their awful manager. And now they're putting themselves in a situation where even if they win this series, the Astros are probably just going to roll over them. And I'd rather the Yankees lose. I'd rather you just lose to the Guardians if it's going to mean you're going to lose to the Astros. I don't want to sit through another postseason loss to the Astros, like 15 and 17 and 19. I don't want to do that again. Just like the one-game playoff in 18, if I knew what was going to happen in the ALDS, I wish they had just lost to the A's. Let the Red Sox beat the crap out of the A's and embarrass them. Or last year, when they didn't make the playoffs to the Yankees until the last pitch of the regular season against the Rays in Game 162. If I knew what was going to happen in the one-game playoff, should have just let the Blue Jays go and play. So right now, it's about just trying to survive and advance past the Guardians. Also, you can just get to the Astros not set up in, in any way that will help you. While they're set up perfectly and sitting around waiting to play you. That loss on Friday had so many ramifications. Not only for this series, but the following series. And I'm sure Boone will screw with the lineup on Saturday as a reactionary move. If you're going to play the same nine names again for a third time and you're just going to rearrange them, don't. It's embarrassing. It's It just screams we're fucked because that's what it says. It says that you're just hoping to magically produce offense from the same nine names that haven't been good enough to produce offense for months. Since Carpenter went down, since LeMayhew hurt his toe, the team has not been the same. Even Benatendi, I mean, he was not doing much as a Yankee. Go look at his stats. Yeah, he was better of late. Still wasn't great. And they desperately need that guy right now. In what was the worst trade deadline ever. They got Bader for Montgomery. Bader's home run in game one maybe made that trade worth it. Benatendi hasn't played. Montas is awful. 
Efros needs Tommy John surgery. Trevino, been solid, but that's an awful trade deadline. The Yankees didn't get any better at the deadline, and even if they had, everyone got hurt anyway. And you can't foresee injuries happening, but that's part of sports. And so you're judged on the results of these games that you have no control over if you're Brian Cashman, but you're trying to make the best possible roster, and they didn't do so. And to see Anthony Volpe sitting in the stands watching a Yankees playoff game on a team he should be on right now, given what he did in the minors this season, given some of the names on this roster, or the fact that Oswald Peraza was left off the roster, just sums up the state of this team under this management, under this regime, and how bad it is, and how poorly run it is. Just, it summed it up as much as the on-field result, in which the Yankees once again have a right-handed heavy lineup. And they once again can't hit high-velocity right-handers. And the Guardians have them. The Guardians are just like the Rays. The Yankees have so much trouble with the Rays. That's why they're having trouble with the Guardians here. And that trouble needs to end. If they lose on Saturday... You're going with Cole, you feel good about Sunday, but nothing's guaranteed in this game. And it's 71%, I think, at least 71% of the time, the team that wins Game 3 wins the series. So they have to win Game 3. Have to. Because otherwise, you're asking Cole to save your season just to come back to New York to to pitch who in Game 5? Who are you pitching in Game 5? You put Cortez in there in two days rest? That's probably your best option. Because the other options are Tyone, Herman, or a bullpen game. And all three of those options just don't even show up. That loss was so bad and so infuriating. I felt sick after watching. I really did. I just like, I was so aggravated, so frustrated, so annoyed at everything that took place. From the offense once again disappearing, like they do every October, to Cortez not being able to show up. His numbers in day games and home games this season, outstanding, was awful in the game. Boone, one of the worst games he's had as Yankees manager. And you could say it's as simple as, like, just score more runs. Sure. Always you could say that. Anytime you could say, well, you should have scored more. Yeah, the point of the game is to score more runs than the other team. But they're going to play low-scoring games. You have to learn how to win these games. The Dodgers-Padres last night played a 2-1 to game. The Dodgers lost. They had guys on base. They had their chances. And any Dodgers fan could say, they should have scored more. Yeah, they should have. It's hard to win with one run. It's hard to win with two runs. Sometimes you have to do that in the playoffs. Sometimes you have to win scoring only two runs. This isn't the regular season. The bad arms are left off the roster or they're left in the dugout or they're left in the bullpen. They don't see the game unless it's lopsided. And even then... When it's lopsided, you almost can't use them anyway because you got to keep it as close as you can to hopefully come back. They are only going to be low-scoring games. Unless something happens where they get something on, like, McKenzie and these tipping pitches or something and they're able to just hang some crooked numbers. Other than that, you're going to see these tight games. It's only going to be tight from here on out. Yankees have to learn how to win them. And it's very, very hard to do when you need Boone making in-game decisions in close, low-scoring games. So that'll do it for today. Yankees, Guardians, Game 3 on Saturday night. Biggest game of the season. It's not a must-win because it's not an elimination game, but it's as close as you could be to a must-win without being an elimination game. 
Someone will be on the brink of elimination at the end of play on Saturday night. Will it be the Yankees? It could be. And that's scary to think about. Well, that'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after Game 3.